You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. It'll be interesting because now we're going to be bringing on, I think it was Houston maybe, BYU. Houston, BYU. Yeah. Um, the other teams. So it'll be interesting to see. Although it looks like Houston and basketballs tearing it up they're, this year, they're yeah, number they're one. They're so. good. Our uh, former guy, Kelvin Sampson, he's a former senior. I know. So, uh, yeah, yeah, good for him. That's that's who I remember as the Oklahoma. Oh yeah, great. That and Stoops. Yeah, those are the kind Old of legends Stoops, both in both sports. Yeah, 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 pretty cool to that's be there. Who I remember. Uh, I miss Kelvin, but. Um, I did not. Uh, I had Coach Stoops. So you obviously. had Coach Stoops. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Yep. Had Coach. He's yeah. a uh, he's a, a good Hall one. of Fame coach. Oh, incredible! He's yeah. uh, Stoops is the man. He's uh, how you go from he's Stoops a great man to Andy Reid. <sighs> By the grace of God, that is I mean, some hey, hey right place at the right time. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't can't can't take any credit for that one. Just man lining up to you know Hall of Fame to Hall of Fame kind of guys. You know, at right. collegiate NFL. It's it's a uh, you're, it's pretty cool, uh, you know. Yeah, that's a especially story. growing up as fans of those guys, you know, like growing up as a kid, you know, watching Stoops at Oklahoma. You know, we had season tickets when I was little, and you know, so following them, my dad played at Oklahoma, won a national championship with Barry Switzer back in the day. Oh my god, '85. So we were huge. You know, we were all Oklahoma family, and um, and then watching Andy Reid in Philadelphia, and then you know to to find my way to Kansas City, and you know. Going into year yeah. nine with him, that's uh, hit it, the lottery with them coaches. Unreal. <clears throat> Who was was there? Someone after Switzer before Stoops? Yeah, a couple. someone in between. Um, oh, there was a couple. Yeah, there was uh, Schnellenberger and John Blake. Okay. I believe those are the only two. And actually, Gary Gibbs, Coach Coach Gibbs, which was who was our linebacker coach um, in Kansas City for years. Is that a Gibbs family member? Like. Uh, Joe Gibbs? I don't think so, okay. but it always comes to mind. Yeah. I, the first racing. thing I thought of was Gibbs. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the old Redskins, too. Old Gibbs and coaching so, the Redskins. Yeah, several Gibbs come to mind. Yeah. Huh? Uh-huh. I know. It's funny, when I, when I do mention Coach Gibbs, those other families come to mind. Uh-huh. You know, like, uh-huh. anyways, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be a Google, Google question, I guess. Yeah. Right. I'm sure you guys exactly. do that here and there on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We do for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the information highway these days. Why not? Yeah. So if you're uh, tuning into this podcast, um, we've got a special guest on today that I've been waiting until the season ended, right? We didn't want to interrupt what was going on, but um, we've got uh, number 41 from your Hometown Kansas City Chiefs, uh, James Winchester, two-time now, two-time. I see a lot of people after the game, they look at each other, two-time. Two. Super Bowl champion. So, uh, obviously, busy man, and, and, you know, you're in the offseason now, but taking the time to come out here. and We're just going to chit-chat about hunting and all your passion for the outdoors. And, obviously, coming into the store of – Got to chit chat with you a while, and obviously you like uh, everything outdoors, at least Absolutely. from what I can tell. So, but yeah. thanks for coming in. <clears throat> you bet. Um, thanks for having me. And uh, we uh, we just got done trying to snap to each other, so that was <laughs> interesting. 
I got a bruise on First. my chest. Uh, I caught it with my ribs instead of my hands. Uh, so, uh, practice, practice makes perfect. So. It does. Uh, well, I need a lot tomorrow. of practice for that. So, and maybe uh, the next day. Yeah. Uh, but out of Washington, Oklahoma. That's right. In Washington High School. What's, That's right. What, yeah. what area is that in Oklahoma? So, like, south of Norman, about 15 miles. Okay. And, uh, south of Norman. When I was in school, we were class A. Now they're 2A, I think, pushing 3A. Okay. Um, town of about 700, I believe. Um, I graduated with 52 kids. So, uh, we were okay. we were uh, right down the road from Norman, but uh, you know when you go to a small town, if if you drive east and west through our town, you'll stop at one stop sign. Small, so, very small, very. And I graduated Kearney, but that was you know 225 kids, which for this area is kind of small, you know, smaller. Yeah. Coming from like Liberty, which was you know almost yeah. triple that yeah. at the time, so 700. And my wife, well, my wife graduated with 12. Wow, really? it was that's, really small. That's uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So Washington High School, small school. Gotcha. What was uh? So you played? Did you play football in high school though too? I did. Yeah. Um, played just about uh, everything they had to offer. So, uh-huh. um, you know, football, basketball, baseball, and then transitioned to track um, later on. And um, you know, really the the only. The only uh, reason why I made the switch there to um, out of baseball was really because my dream was to play collegiate football um, at Oklahoma. So, you know, coming from a small town, I thought, you know, I'm burning a lot of time standing in the outfield and playing like these games. Yeah. I need to get bigger. I mean, I was kind of a lanky, scrawny kid, and, and I thought, you know, um, this is where my heart is, football, so I'll make some moves to try to make that dream happen. Well, you took a, you took a year off between college and then Took three off, three years yeah, off between yeah. college and the NFL. Yeah, not uh, not intentionally or uh, you know because I you know wanted to. Um, I was trying to make it every year, but uh, basically I graduated uh, from Oklahoma and I I was a long snapper um, that played wide receiver, which is kind of an odd combo, <laughs> and um, had never really thought of the pros um, until my senior year. Our team chaplain Kent Bowles just said, uh, "James, what are you going to do next year?" And I thought. You know, if you thought about an agent, I'm thinking like, man, I thought you know, this was my dream to play at Oklahoma, and and now we're talking about the NFL, and you know, then you go into well, what position am I going to play? So I'm thinking, well, nobody just desires to go be a NFL long snapper. You know, you want to go make plays, you want to prove that, especially as a good athlete, you want to prove that you can play. Um, and I was a, I was a all state wide receiver from a small school, so you know, you 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 think you're good, but you know you're not. Um, Division one talent per se, and definitely wasn't getting any looks by any Division one colleges. So I decided to walk on at Oklahoma after graduating from Washington, and um, uh, went up there. And my first uh, first day on campus, uh, I realized that uh, the team didn't have a long snapper. So their long snapper that was there, uh, Derek Shaw from Sand Springs, Oklahoma. He was a veteran at the time. He'd partially torn his Achilles tendon. And mm. uh, I'm looking at it like, you know, I'm going to have a really tough time as a kid from Washington, Oklahoma, uh, making the roster. They were pretty stacked. We ended up, fast forward, we went to the national championship, got beat by Florida. And, and um, you know, I thought uh, 
if I want to be a Sooner and wear that across my chest and run out on this field and contribute, um, I'm going to have a tough time doing it as a wideout. And so I started snapping and did it enough uh, through the summer, June and July, to get the job um, for the first three games until the veteran came back. And then I backed him up the rest of the season. Ended up snapping sophomore, junior, senior year. Earned a scholarship doing it my senior year. Um, and then was at a crossroads after school because I, uh, I did not have the experience to play wide receiver, uh, but kind of had the body type of a wide out. Um, didn't have the weight or body type as a long snapper, but I had the experience as a long snapper. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like this limbo. Right. And so I started going to camps in Arizona um, through Gary's Honor that puts on some free agent combines and um, gained the weight, first of all. So I had to gain like 35 pounds in two and a half months. Dang. And then that, that put me in a position where I could actually go out and get some looks. And then it really took me three years. Signed with Philadelphia was actually the first team I ever signed right. with. Right, oddly enough. And third yeah. team um, was there – uh, long enough to get a uh, hot chocolate and a, and have a couple preseason <laughs> game opportunities and then went on my way, um, went back home. In those three-year time span, um, I worked in oil and gas as an oil and gas land man doing anything from uh, miner buying mineral to uh, right-of-way work, um, whatever I could, and just trained at local high schools. Um, was fortunate enough to be able to stay home. Um, you know, in central air, Oklahoma or within driving distance so I could continue to train and kind of yeah. work on that skill. And, and then 2015 rolls around, I was about to get married and went back to the same camp in Arizona and um, had an opportunity with Kansas City. And so came out here for a workout, um, signed after my workout and competed for the job and, and uh, two Super Bowls later and eight years later. I here know, we are. right? What a story. Is so Kendall Gaiman was this long snapper. Well, it was actually so Kendall, <clears throat> Kendall, and then um, uh, Thomas Gafford. Okay. So Gafford's a big waterfowl guy. So you know he All may right. he may listen All to right. this. So shout out to Thomas Gafford. He's All a right. uh, he's a great like guy. Like Kendall Gaiman's a big name when you talk about the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Like you you know. Oh yeah, um, Kendall's a legend. He's, yeah. he's a great one. Yeah. I've had the opportunity to get to know Kendall and, and see him yeah. around. And, you know, Kendall was one of the first guys that um, I had the opportunity to work with. Okay. And, uh, you know, I still have in my notebook, I still have a page of notes from Kendall, um, <laughs> just what he talked about that day. You know, right. as, as a rookie, you know, you're trying to uh, trying to break that, break that barrier. Yeah. And, you know, not only make the team, but also succeed in, in what you're doing and, and make a career out of it. And, and I took a lot of notes from remembered a lot of the things that Kendall had to say um, and, and kind of applied those throughout the years. Hey, in this season, I mentioned it to you at the store, uh, last two games of the year, game-winning kicks. So you're a part of that. Uh, not that, you know, uh, albeit it works out great, but, you know, you're the basically the last – Last points put up for those games. So, yeah. Uh, well, you always dream. That's got to feel special. Yeah, you always yeah. Have it starts a, with you. Yeah. Well, hey, that that's the name of the game. I mean, you know, you're in touch it starts it. with the snap, right? Yeah, so, it does. Um, so, you know, which can end in a lot of bad ways. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, thankful I've got you know great guys and great teammates and and uh, the professionals that I've had the opportunity to work with. You know, the kickers and punters. Um, you know, throughout the years, um, you know they've uh, they have uh, helped me out in multiple occasions, and and I think it's vice versa. Uh, the other way around as well, but to have an opportunity to, um, you know, have a hand in in a uh, you know AFC championship, for that to come down to a last second field goal and then a Super Bowl to come down mm -hmm. to a last second field goal. I mean, that's at our position. That's what you dream about. And you always um, hope will come up and have an opportunity to do that. Yeah. And so, you know, um, you know, props to those guys for for uh, you know 
just continuing to be the pros that they are and, and push through some adversity this season. And, and, you know, we came back and made those, uh, made those yeah. kicks when they counted and, and, uh, we're world champions. Yeah. You do enough of those. They're going to make a Winchester highlight reel. <laughs> we'll, gonna, well, we'll put that video last up about 15 the... seconds, but <laughs> over the course of 15, 15 years, seconds but, worth yeah, of snaps. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. No, it was a great season. Obviously, uh, the, the, the city's still buzzing. I mean, it's just, Right, no world doubt. champion. So, um, and we're blessed to be able to go, what three out of five years. Oh man, it's unreal. So it's just like, you know. Yeah. Um, but beyond football, the real reason we wanted to bring you in is because you're a big uh, uh, outdoor enthusiast. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. If if you want to <laughs> see his accolades on the field, tune in on Sunday. So. Uh, but the the other side of him is the hunting and fishing and turkeys, whitetail. I even I even think I saw pictures of you deep sea fishing. Oh man, do it! I do so, it all when, when I get the chance. Like, yeah, you're all over the board. Um, what was that growing up though? Small town. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing your parents had some influence on you at an early age, like getting you into it, or or you know, did your parents both hunt? Did the family hunt? Yeah, you know, like? um, you know, for me, um, my grandparents uh, to this day still live in southern Oklahoma down in Marietta in Love County. And, uh, you know, that that place down there was kind of where I fell in love with the woods. Um, I had uh, an uncle who loved to uh, deer hunt and then I had an uncle who loved to fish. My dad liked to do both. And, uh, and so at a young age, you know, uh, my uncle Greg started taking me out and hauling me up into deer stands. Now at the time, those deer stands were... Uh, you know, basically a, a, a wooden pallet that was um, <laughs> fitted in between, uh, you know, fit in between a, a tree fork and um, which a lot of a lot of safety um, issues there. And right, yeah. then, you know, he was an electrician. Um, and uh, so, you know, he worked on power poles and things like that. So the steps up to that were nails. So, you know, you kind of had to go the nails in a tree branch here well, and you there. You guys and, went all out. Oh, all out, man. And, um, <laughs> you know, but so many great memories um, hunting with him. Um, when I was younger and, and really just fell in love with it and, and just anything outdoors to spring turkey to, to fall whitetail. And, and then, um, you know, they had uh, Lake Murray and Lake Texoma were pretty close. And so we did a lot of fishing there, anything from catfish to striper. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, that was where I, I really fell in love with, with um, anything and everything outdoors. And yeah. uh, so fortunate to uh, continue a love for that and, and uh, meet a lot of great people that have the same passion. And you did, uh, we were kind of talking about the differences between Oklahoma here, like, you know, whitetail is definitely a big difference. And um, so did you get to, obviously, fishing, um, whitetail, you got to do that down there? Yeah. Uh, we, turkey. Yep, whitetail, uh, turkey, uh, they're Rios in southern Oklahoma. And, um, you know, I grew up in central Oklahoma, south of Norman. But then my family's property and farm was closer to Texas, so pushing our more Marietta gotcha. area. Okay. And um, so down there, you know, thick oak woods, you know, you get some big, big deer here and there. But um, you know, the uh, 
the size contrast of bodies of the body whitetail and antler, uh, you know, you come up to this part of the country, um, you know, Kansas, um, you're really east or west, you know, Kansas or over into uh, Missouri, you know, the deer are bigger, um, you know, body-wise. And, and just um, I was in awe, you know. I mean, I'm looking at these deer like, you know, and also as a bow hunter, you know, right. primarily that's what I like to do. And, and um, I've had a passion for archery for a long time since probably the fourth grade. Um, started hunting and you know you uh, a lot of failures along the way doing that a lot of misses but uh, um, you know you get that I've uh, been there you get the shakes once and you just oh, you just uh, you itch for it you know and and uh, so to have an opportunity to, to to bow hunt and then come up here and and you know bow hunt Kansas I mean that was that was the first time I'd ever done that in 2015 and it was just you know opened my eyes to a whole different world of, of uh, whitetail and, and it's been special a lot of fun can you correlate was waterfowl did you get into that early or you did know, that come later you know growing up uh, waterfowl for us was running up over the top of a pond dam and and, and shooting mm-hmm. as the birds fly away you know I mean it, it's just kind of like yeah no one really did it there um, or the same thing with geese you know nobody that I uh, was around at the time it was really just whitetail and, and turkey so I really I didn't actually see um, you know waterfowl the way people do up here till I came to Kansas City okay and, and had that opportunity to, to join some guys and get to go on some right you know honker hunts or, or mallards and see the numbers of birds and I'm like okay I get it why you guys uh, do this and why you love it didn't we all gr- I feel like as a kid, that's what I did. Like, and maybe it was just like one. It was just getting out there. Well, like you, I still like did. jump shooting. Yeah, like I, I at least for me, I was, uh, you know, like I still did. opportunist. Well, yeah, I'm an eagle opportunist. I think, I think if every, it's legal, yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah, I think every uh, kid or teenager is but an I, opportunist I just, when it comes like, to the outdoors, right? There was a few times like, hey. You know, there's some ducks. There's some geese. It was specifically geese was what I remember vividly. It's like, you know, you want to get your kid a shot, and so you do the whole sneak up over the pond dam, and you know. But it for a kid, it was still fun. Oh, to man. me, it was hunting. I didn't, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's a blast when you have about five or six ponds. Yeah, you can go to. You need more than one. <laughs> it's yeah. it's yeah. kind of a bummer when you got one and you run up over the pond and there's like you, one coot flies away. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, well, time to go home. Yeah, you know? I've, Dang I've, it. I had one time we saw like, I don't know, 100, 100 ducks sitting on the pond and we go all the way around the pasture, get on the downside of the dam. We're being all stealthy, sneaking up. We get over the dam. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Everything's <laughs> gone. That. It's like, we're like, where'd, where'd they go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I've been... Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, it was me, Dad, and it was one or two other guys, and it was, and we had gone out that morning, didn't get any weird goose hunting, didn't have any luck. Goose hunting a pond or, or a field? Goose hunting, I think we were might have uh, field hunting on a property we had permission, but then on and we didn't have any luck. So on the way home, we passed by a property where there was a pond, and we saw geese. Like, let's go get some birds. So we were skunked up to that point. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of jump shoots start out that way. Right. So we crawl up <laughs> over the pond dam, and there was at least three. There could have been four of us, and, you know, we're just starting banging. And then and then we're just yelling, stop! You know, because – and then soon after the first couple shots go off, then you're like, okay, don't shoot anymore. Because you start seeing geese fall. <laughs> and then what you don't want to make you know, sure is like uh, how many fell. Mm. You know, so we just 
we ended that real quick. We still ended up short of our limit because we put the ceasefire on. Yeah. You know, but man, we just shot until he started clicking. You just, I mean, <laughs> what was the run yeah, to the plug? Yeah. Have you hunted Oklahoma waterfowl? Did you hunt lesters down there, Josh? No. I no. guess my question was, what's the what's the Canada limit down eight, there? Eight. Yeah. See, in right. here it's well now three. it's three. It used to be two. Yeah. When I was a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah, so to hear these other states, like eight? Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> like, good problem. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe we'll get there someday. It makes but. your hunt a little longer, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's a some limit, goose hunts. It's a little, it's a little <laughs> harder to attain. Yeah. Them, them, them uh, two-limit goose hunts go by quick, though. Yeah. You wake up early or whatever, and you get out there and With a three-bird three limit? Well, well, even, the, yeah, yeah, or even when it was two, so you're done yeah. and over with. Well, yeah. on the East Before Coast, you, even get you can only shoot two mallards. Yeah, wow. that would be. Yeah, I think isn't there some one Canada and goose? one Canada? Yeah, over on the east, on the East Coast, so yeah. one Canada, two mallards. In certain areas, yeah. You'd be done before you even set up. Well, they get a lot of wood ducks and black ducks and other things, <clears> but yeah. they got gotcha. you. They're starting inviting all your friends. The total right? bag Raise limit. Total is number more. of hunters. Well. The total bag limit of ducks, though. So I don't know. Two I don't know enough about the subject. You have to I wonder refer if it's to your like local six fish. or yeah. I think it's yeah. <laughs> That's our favorite <laughs> line. Google. Refer to your local uh, game and fish. <laughs> game and fish. No, I think uh, I don't know exactly, but I mean they have two mallards. You're saying Josh, right? On yeah. certain in certain places. In certain places. Well, but they, like but they can shoot. still fill the six limit or yeah. whatever. You still fill the just like two redheads. Yeah, you get some gotcha. black ducks and wood ducks and things in there okay. that we don't four mallards. We get four mallards, you know. Yeah, right. Same thing. We get lucky there. Yeah. Yeah. I get five. You get five. Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas. That's right. Too, I, I so. usually just ask my, my waterfowl guys that I'm hunting with, how many can like, we Hey, what's again? going on what, today? How many, how many can we kill? Yeah, again? where are we like, at here? I'm, uh, they're, they're my point of reference on uh, how many we can shoot because uh, yeah. still relatively new to it. But yeah. yeah. But bow hunting was kind of your main thing growing up. Mm-hmm. When, when did you yeah. start bow hunting? About the fourth grade. Fourth grade. Um, yeah, I got a little wow. PSE and and okay. uh, man, that was uh, it's amazing. Uh, you know how far bows have come. Oh, you know, yeah. like unbelievable. Um, you know, I mean, this thing was like five foot long. I mean, it looked more like a uh-huh. you know like a recurve almost. You know, but it was yeah. a compound and and uh, I think I was pulling like forty five pounds when I first started. Yeah, and uh, that's good though. It was a learning yeah. experience, you know. But I, I think uh, you know going out and hunting and having the challenge and finally connecting. Um, was what really brought you back, you know, like yeah. the close encounter, the everything that goes into it, and and um, you know that was that was something that even to this day, you know, if I've got the uh, if I've got the choice, I'm, I'm on bow. I mean, that's just is what the I'd is do. a uh, you're talking about the shakes, and and I get you know excited, and so I'm wondering if uh, uh, game winning long snap in the Super Bowl to win you the the chip or a you know world class whitetails walks up in 20 yards and you got to put that pin man i'd i'd be way more nervous that whitetail walking up i mean to be honest with you and really the simple answer to that is i'm experienced in one and i haven't seen that that big of a whitetail walk up so i can guarantee you i would not be right, as yeah, composed I suppose, yeah. uh, as as you would need to be yeah. um but you know the thing with what I do with snapping, which what I probably should do, is apply more to what I do 
as a professional long snapper to my bow hunting because I'd probably benefit from it. Why I haven't probably just I do more snapping than I do shooting my bow. True. So yeah. uh, you know it's kind of a practice makes perfect. I'm deal. with you there. I, I like if if you ask anybody, bow hunting is my go to. Like um, if I've got an unfilled tag, that's going to be what I want to try to go to yep. first um, before I go. <clears throat> you know where Josh, it's like. <laughs> I got a chance to go shoot some foul. He's getting after it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of want to dabble in the old bow hunting. Yes, did we talked about you get it. One? I have a bow. I shot you, a turkey with my bow last spring. Okay, yeah, you got a compound bow. Yeah, but but ago. your go-to is the duck hunting first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or squirrels. <clears throat> oh, I do love squirrels. You hunting. do love the squirrel <laughs> hunting. <laughs> see, see, I always have the desire to hunt waterfowl. But it's right when the deer hunting's good, oh, and I'm yeah. just really and, conflicted. And, and, and duck for, hunting's really good when the deer hunting's good. Yeah, and it just so happens that there's a thing called football season right in the yeah. middle. So it's uh, got to be the it's, toughest it's thing tough. as a how, football. Yeah, like how do you, how do you balance hunting and football during during season? Well, for one, I'm a specialist in the National Football League. So if I was another position, it might be a different story. Um, for example, you know, those guys, uh, they spend a lot more time in meetings than we do. You know, there's only so much we can watch, and we watch hours of that in the morning and, and uh, do our thing in practice. But typically when practice is over, you know, you grab some food and get out. So um, when the uh, when the daytime allow you know, timing of sunset allows it, you know, you can get out and go home and hunt maybe in the evening um, mm. or two. Um now, I used to have a lot more opportunity. Then I started having kids, so that kind of mm. takes some of your time out there. But um, now my son is getting of age. You know, he's five, and, and we're starting to go together, so that's kind of a, a cool deal. But, you know, like to answer your question, in a, in a season, um, typically, you know, our, our schedule really never changes if we play Sunday and Sunday. You know, we have uh, Monday totally off. Tuesday is kind of a half day. Um, and then Thursday, Friday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, excuse me, are kind of work days. Friday is a shorter day. So really in a week's time, um, if you take family and everything out of the equation, you have the opportunity to hunt Monday morning, Monday night, um, Tuesday night, Friday night, you know. But um, when you get to the times of the year when, uh, you know, when it when it's go time and the deer are running and, and you're starting to see some rut activity, it's real painful to be driving to work and watching deer cross the road. And mm-hmm. you're like, mm-hmm. dude, all I want to do is be in a deer stand right now. But – I'm very grateful for what I get to do for a living, and so you you go on. But I will take back roads on the way uh, to Arrowhead <laughs> just for just just to see At least to, get uh, the to watch deer. And there's been several guys that have done the same. Frank Zombo uh, was a guy that uh-huh. would, would take the back roads to look for deer, and and uh, so uh, yeah, it's uh, you know it's one of those things. The grass is greener. We're thankful to be playing in the yeah. National Football League, and someday uh, when we're retired, we'll get to do a lot more. Uh, Waterfowl, waterfowl, and whitetail. Well, don't so. feel too bad working in a outdoor retail store. <laughs> it's about our, the same. Our, it's yeah. about the same. Uh, uh, our go time is when hunting's good. Yeah. Um, and so we get Sunday, Monday off, but you know, typically stuff gets planned. So yeah. you know, my hunting is. And, short. You're, and you're watching the Chiefs by noon. And yeah. and and this last year. <clears throat> You know, it was every time the Chiefs were on, I watched. And like the year before, I usually went hunting on those days, and then I missed it. And I'm like, gosh, dang. Like, <laughs> you know, you're torn between watching uh, your Chiefs play or be out in the field where you get spotty signal, you're trying to pay attention on Sports Center yeah. app or 
You know what I mean? And then I miss what's walking by because I'm checking the score. It's always lag behind. Yeah. Couldn't you just record it and watch it when you get home? Yeah, but there's no chance I'm getting home without someone <laughs> without telling a call me. Or a text <laughs> Did or you something? see what yeah. happened? Yeah. Or, I could just see it driving home, you know, phone off, you know, radio off, just nothing. Yeah, you couldn't even turn on the radio because yeah. 610, 810 is going to have, uh, you know, post-game coverage. 106.5 now, yeah. they do a post-game coverage, so you can't even turn to that channel. Uh, your friends are texting you. You don't get on social media. So yeah, yeah. don't go to the gas station. I'm sure you, you can. don't yeah. walk fans, <laughs> you know, like run into a fan somewhere. You're going to get some but info. You can tell by their demeanor. Or not. Yeah, yeah, you go to yeah. the gas yeah. station. Yeah. Chiefs fan somberly walks in like, well, I guess it didn't go well. Or they walk in, yeah, did you see that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh. Dang. Either way, they're holding the case I of actually beer. do, though. Yeah. No doubt. Oddly enough, I do record every game. So when something crazy does happen, I can go back and watch it. Like, oh, you have yeah. to. Yeah. Because yeah. it's – I mean, there's a lot of stuff that cause I – Because it's so hard to catch everything in a game yeah. or little things <clears throat> that happen or – you know, I always say as a long snapper, you know, I, I got the best seat in the house. I get to watch a lot as well, right? You know, so when we're not out there, I mean, we have incredible offense and defense. And to watch those guys, you know, you relax a little more when we're on defense. Offense, you got to be ready to go. Um, you're watching, but you're really looking at the, the yardage and you're looking at the down um, and kind of gauging like, are we going to be up, you know, yeah, and staying ready for ready. that. And so there's a lot of times, you know, we score, same thing, score. I'm trying to get a couple snaps in before I run out to snap the extra point. And uh, I don't know how we scored. I have no idea, you know, because typically you see the ball in the air, you hear the fans, you're like, yep, that's a touchdown. And so I go right over, so I don't see it. So there's a lot of highlights <laughs> I see, you know, same thing uh, when I get home. And I'm like, oh, that was a great play. Is there – I know we're jumping back and forth here, but – I know it's not like this. So are the specialists, do they have one spot? Are you guys kind of spread out? It's like, oh, we scored, and everybody's kind of running from different areas to get out there on special teams? We, we typically have areas that we stay. Obviously, there's a net on the sideline on, on both ends of our bench. And uh -huh. uh, depending on which direction we're going, you know, typically typically Harrison will stay in one for the most part. Gotcha. Um, and then Tommy and I will typically flip. Uh, go back and forth, and and okay. uh, I kind of follow the ball because I don't like being the one that's like seventy yards from the extra point. You know, yeah. like I don't want to run all the way out there. You know, I would rather just kind of be a little more yeah. efficient, run down the down the fifteen yard line straight out to it. Yeah, that's kind of the way. Do you remember I see the it. the dots where you had a like your eleven players on offense or defense or special teams, and we all lined up on the dots on the sideline <laughs> before we ran in. Oh yeah. All right, kicking team. We all got on our dots. And then the coach. All right. You know, you know, typically for out. our for our special teams, <laughs> punt return, uh, punt, kickoff, kickoff return, they'll still huddle up and they'll still have kind of that huddle you deal. Yeah. Usually the specialists, we're kind of doing our own thing. Like right. We kind of stay out of the crowd because yeah. there's no point of us being in there for that. Gotcha. Um, if we've got to huddle up on the field, we'll do it. But yeah. um, you know we're uh, we're specialists for a reason. We're yeah. we're, we're special. We're over I there kind of doing our thing. Uh -huh. and, you know, as long as uh, whatever it takes to get the job done. You yeah, know, that's uh, that's what everybody wants. Uh, you know, the end goal. So yeah. So you talked about uh, got a five year old son now. Um, who's getting into hunting? You've been you were showing me some pictures <clears throat> and and stuff because you got a new farm. We do, so to speak. I don't know when did you purchase your place out there uh so it was last not this past so uh it was, it was uh september it was about uh, not quite two years so a gotcha. year and a half 
Your little own slice of man, a little slice of heaven. Yeah, yeah man, that place just kind of fell in our on. lap, and and uh, we feel very fortunate to yeah. to have some space. And you know, growing up in a small town, you know, that's uh, that's the way. Right. You know, I I wanted to wake up every morning, and then you know, and then you have kids, and that really um, rings true that you want to raise them kind of how you were raised. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're fortunate to be out there, and uh, not too far of a drive, but have a nice little setup and. Can do a little hunting fishing there at the house. So you got fishing out there you can do on your place. Yep. White tail. Yep. We've got uh, got a little bit of everything. Don't want any turkey fowl. yet, but hoping to maybe get some turkey. Uh, yeah. I wonder how you there. can. Uh, do they have programs for that chainler? <coughs> I probably do. I think they have I, some. I think the well, not the MDC, but the, What'd you say? the Kansas, Kansas or Missouri, the yep. Kansas Department of yeah. Wildlife. I know at least the MDC, and, and maybe I misread it. But they do certain things where they can yeah. help with habitat and reestablishing a population. Yeah, we've uh, you, know, you know we've got turkey farm. right down the road, um, within a, a mile or two. Um, so we've got some in the area, but being in an area that's primary, you know, um, agriculture. I mean, it's mostly corn and bean fields and some little draws. Um, you know, the place behind our house, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm working more on habitat, planting uh, native seed and trying to get, um, I think we've got about eight or nine acres of native grass planted and um, doing some things back there, some some timber cutting, you know, mm-hmm. some hinge cuts and, and some things to just try to create some habitat. But mostly the, hopefully the grass um, with the food plots, maybe we can kind yeah. of recruit some. And then yeah, obviously the predator fields. control, that's another side of that is, uh, we have a lot to do back there in that in that one, and we're we're putting a dent uh-huh. in them, but you know it's uh yeah it's a, an ongoing deal, and it's fun, you know it, it's a lot of fun, and it's a lot of fun to do with my son, you know, because he's he gets excited about it, and and uh, you know so uh, yeah, he's kind of at that age now. He's starting to you know I feel like the four, five, six, they're really starting to grasp a little bit of kind of what's going on. You really start spreading that knowledge, passing yeah. it down. Yeah, well, it's such a fun thing to see, um, you know, especially your kids, but just, you know, little ones in general um, start having a passion for the outdoors and, and, you know, just they get a taste of it here and there and, and they start kind of seeing what it's all about. And then, you know, the, the double side reward there is, you know, as a parent or as an adult, you know, you kind of relive through them getting getting to watch them enjoy, um, you know, uh what you enjoyed growing up and, and, uh, you see them see the simplicity in it. Um, but, uh, really, truly, um, have a passion for it and, and just like, um, you know, what, uh, what's going on, whether it be riding around an ATV or, mm. or, um, some of the management stuff, just getting to hang out with dad or, or waterfowl. My son is like eat up with waterfowl right now. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's scratching the surface, he's on your but level. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's fired up about it. And so he's all about ducks. So, um, yeah. which is funny cause I've always been a, you know, whitetail and Turkey growing up in Oklahoma. And, and, uh, you know, we didn't, like we mentioned earlier, didn't really do a lot of waterfowl and now he's all waterfowl. So, uh, making more and more trips to Rogers, uh, to yeah. grab decoys and silhouettes. Uh, and, uh, Duck calls. Where he, where he might want to go deer hunting. Now the five-year-old's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And honestly, that happened this We're fall. We're going you duck hunting, hey, Dad. Hey, with only a couple, <laughs> yeah, with, with only a couple, you know, nights or maybe one night a week to really get out. Um, I was having some battles with him, you know, because I'm like, man, I can't wait to go hunt. You know, let's go sit in the redneck. And he's like, nah, Dad, let's uh, let's let's go sit in the blind. I want to see some ducks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, dude, but you know, like, what are you gonna do as a dad? You're like, okay, let's go duck. Hunt. Right? Yeah, yeah you're yeah. not gonna say no, no, not at no. All. And and that's part of it too. Is uh, as a kid, one to keep their interest and enjoyable is is you know 
might not be the perfect weather for it or you know might be the perfect evening to do a deer hunt and not duck hunt or, or vice versa and um it's kind of just letting them run the show yeah. you know and like hey if he wants to go duck hunting and might not be the best time for it but that's what he wants to do yeah. so let's go do it or you know i always struggled when i started taking uh you know the nephews or whatever or someone that you know didn't quite know everything you know you had to pull yourself back a little bit like hey they don't you know they're just having fun you know and they're out here yeah and not uh that that's not, it not they're, me leaning they're, over yeah. going be quiet yeah be quiet well, you, <laughs> you not said, yeah you said it best they're they're out there yeah you know? and that's that's yeah. the value of uh you know of of being out there and especially in today's day and age you know with the technology and everything sure um you know i think back to when i was little i mean i played video games you know just like everybody else did but but i had that um you know at a young age i had that uh, desire to be outdoors i mean that was mm -hmm. that was where i wanted to be you know even in high school you know we play friday night and um you know the guys that all have stuff planned for friday night saturday morning I jump in the uh, even when I could you know before I could drive I jump in with my grandparents or my uncle, drive down to Southern Oklahoma because I wanted to be in a deer stand you know on Saturday morning and and uh, stuff like that you know that you just for kids to to be there it's not so much what they're doing but that they're there and they're out there enjoying right um, you know God's creation and and um, you know the simplicity of it there's just so much value in it yeah that yeah, makes sense we need to uh, are you doing you said you're a planting. Um, and I'm not big on the waterfowl side, so is there, uh, people put like millet and stuff out in like water mm -hmm. areas yeah, you can do and stuff? Millet, smart weed. Moist soil drawdowns and stuff and plant, um, millet and stuff. Just to uh, help, yeah. help keep it the, just depends on help what keep of... the waterfowl there in the, yeah. in that, you know, your water source or whatever yeah. you got. Yeah, give some food. I had a uh, buddy, Zach Peterson, he gave me a bag of, it was a 50-pound bag of Japanese millet, and we planted that around. You know, the water got down. I mean, it's just a, you know, nine-acre, um, you know, flood yeah. control lake, and water got down. We owned the flat side of it, and so we threw it out, and, man, it was great. I mean, yeah. Provided a lot of food. Mm -hmm. Now, they ate it pretty quick. Yes, but, they do. But, <laughs> um, you know, especially when the, the Canada's <laughs> got in there, I mean, it was just like they were they were sitting there every day. Yeah. You know, but um, from our back window, we could see it. So, I mean, you know, me and my son both, we had the, had the binoculars yeah. out watching waterfowl, and, and uh you know, we found out that spot was a little more of a, a loafing pond than anything, but um, we still put a blind down there and killed some ducks. Sure. So, uh, but again, got to take him and he got out there. Do so you have areas the to do field hunting? We do, on yeah. Your property for well, like Canada's or. It depends on what's planted. You know, yeah. this past year was beans, but, um, you know, the coming year it'll probably be corn and. You know, I think it. Um, from what I know from our from our waterfowl expert over here, um, with the waterfowl, you know, I mean, it's kind of like where the, where's the X, you know? So like mm -hmm. scouting them and figuring out where they're landing, you know, those those geese around us land on the water, you know, every night, but they're they're basically roosting or they're staying there all day. But you know, to find the areas where they're, um, you know, where they're feeding, and then trying to get in, you know, um, and having a having that line up where you can get out and maybe get a hunt in that kind of seems like but but really to answer your question i mean the corn fields typically yeah. i mean i didn't see many in bean fields around us but corn yes what you ought to do is just bow hunt geese then you know i like people hey, do that. like deer hunting well you know i've seen i've seen the heartland guys do that a little uh -huh. bit mm -hmm. and uh that kind of got my brain spinning a little bit and that's a little best of both worlds yeah, so exactly um, i love to bow hunt turkey 
have oh, a little yeah. bit more time in oh, the spring so and fun. so much fun. And, you know, the first time you, 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 you get one with a bow, it's like, I don't ever want to shoot a shotgun again. Not that I'm totally yep. against it at all. I will, but you know, I've, uh, I've been able to harvest enough with a shotgun, been there, done that. You know, I'm sure I'll go through that with my son when he's, you know, in the next couple of years, he's going to start hunting and we'll probably do the same thing, pull the little 20 gauge out and, and go to town. But, um, the bow hunting with, you know, for Turkey, that's, that's been a lot of fun. I, I have a hunt in Kentucky and, and, uh, uh, Tennessee coming up with my buddy Tom Johnson and and uh, we're looking forward to that. I think third weekend of April we're going to go okay. out there, so that'll be a good time. Do you hunt multiple states? Um, when 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 it permits, I suppose you know, spring I mean, turkey would probably be the one where you yeah. could the most anyway. So yeah, with with our off season the way it lines up, um, you know you definitely have more opportunity to travel and do those things. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously football season you're here, so yeah. Uh, you know that's uh, that's kind of how that goes, but yeah. Um, in the past, you know, hunted Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Missouri, Kansas, and then Tennessee, Kentucky, and uh, had some good hunts. You know, half of the fun with uh, you know going on those hunts is just seeing new uh, property, seeing mm-hmm. new terrain. You know, and yeah. it's such a cool thing to go see a new place. You know, Florida's on my list. I'd love to go to Florida. Yeah. I'd love to go to the mm-hmm. mountains. Um, and kill one of those birds, but oh, yeah. but you know the experience. You know, especially the older you get, you you enjoy the uh, the change of scenery and and the terrain. You know, as much as you enjoy the hunt itself. When did you say? Uh, when does the specialist have to uh, be at training camp at, uh, we, at, uh, in the fall or in August? We report typically. Like July twenty sixth, July twenty sixth. Um, you know, varies every year, but typically it, it's like leading into that fourth week of. I've, I know of, we had uh, mentioned it. July, like, man, the boy would, the boy would be ate up with coming to the store for waterfowl, waterfowl weekend, weekend, which this oh, year yeah, is August fifth, yeah. but it's on a Saturday, and I'm guessing you guys are already up there. Yeah, and once you once we get started in St. Joe, yeah, we're we're one one off like day a week, down. And, and we're. When we have uh, that one off day, we're yeah. scooting back to our to our home to yes. spend as much time as possible right. before we have to go back yeah. up the next day for curfew. So yeah, it's, uh, it's kind the, of a, oh the boy'd be outside. I just know from like you were showing me uh, <laughs> what was it? Where were you? Disney Disney uh, World Disney yeah. World and a duck landed in the pool. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the swimming pool? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and his son. Could care less about anything else going on. He's chasing that duck down. Oh man! Well, you know, <laughs> he, he's already he's already eat up with waterfowl. You know, yeah. like he loves it, and he, he he's already talking about, uh, you know, I want a pet duck. I mean, he wants to hunt them, but he also <laughs> wants a pet duck. He's all over the place. And uh, yeah, we're at Disney World, and and these two ducks land on the pool, and I mean, my son's just like. He's swimming. He's chasing them. And he's like a foot behind them. They're paddling just fast enough to. Oh, so he's in, he's oh, he's in, in the pool. pool. He's in the yeah. pool, and oh, yeah. these ducks are swimming around, and he's Wild. literally chasing them. And I, and you know, I let it go for a little bit, and then I'm kind of like, "Dang, dude, you kind of like embarrass me a little bit." I was like, I was like "Do these ducks hey, have come on, man, wings? Let's, let's get out of here." Uh, what'd you say? I thought they were like the Disney World like show ducks. No, they, they like, were. Like, no, they it was just, it was a pair of mallards. I think they, they just got lost. They yeah. Well, they probably get fed bread at you know yeah. the, the local mm-hmm. lakes. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was a proud dad moment. Um, we go to uh, Magic Kingdom the first day, and you know you've got everything from Mickey and Minnie to the castle to uh, Buzz Lightyear, all this stuff going on. And my son sees a mallard on the lake, and he's like, "Dad, Dad!" He's like, "There's a mallard." 
and he's all fired he's up all about it. Up. And I'm just like, dude, we're we're at Disney World, and you're fired up about a duck. But yeah. anyways, I love the simpl- simplicity to it. I love that sure, he's keep it going. genuinely he he loves to be outdoors and and uh, loves some of the things that I love. Uh-huh. That's, that's cool as a dad. That won't ever go away either. No, I was no. just down in Arizona, and I'm eating lunch with my wife, and there's this lake right there. Mm-hmm. She's facing away, but I see this spoonie. Drake Spoonie, fully yeah. plumed, just beautiful wall hanger. And I, I couldn't shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's he, good. It you, won't go away. You left no. mid-date. I was like, oh, she said, you can go out there and take yeah, a picture of it. Yeah, do you want a picture of that? Day? Go ahead, Josh, I, take your time. Well, I tried afterwards, and it just kept swimming away. Yeah. Well, well to add on that, I've, I've noticed myself now that we're, you know, we're getting a little more into the waterfowl, like identifying. You know, normally it's my buddies who I'm sending a picture to. Like, hey, what is this? You know, and now you know we're, we're seeing all these species. The so same thing. I mean, we were just in Arizona for the Super Bowl, and uh-huh. and uh, you know you've got these random ducks landing on these these lakes. You know, and you take you take note of it. You know, you look at it. Right. Oh, hey, look at that. There's trying you know, to figure out yeah, what species Drake Wood it duck is. Or, you know, like uh-huh. yeah, it's it's fun. Well, he might be so ate up with it if if he doesn't get into football or follow your footsteps, maybe he's a waterfowl biologist or something. You know, I'd be okay with it. He'd be <laughs> out honest there. With you, I'd be uh, fine with it. He'd be out there banding ducks and doing that. He'd be, you know, he'd be ate up with is uh, out there with Jeff Watt. Oh, yeah. Banding them ducks. We had him up last oh, yeah. week. Transmitter yeah, backpacks on them and stuff and, and trapping them. And, and trapping uh, them. Yeah. Doing some research out here. That's cool. Yeah. yeah very cool. I bet. He'd be, Kansas or Missouri? He's in Missouri, but they're not close. They're not. I mean, they're not far from Kansas. Yeah, they're actually they're not actually, too far. Yeah, I can just see. Yeah, the, I mean, how many the, bir- how many birds do they? I mean, the like, boy they be, do that? What did he say? They they, they caught like thirteen hundred. But they banded hundred and some. Yeah, something like that. You, they only banded um, uh, mallard or uh, drakes. Yeah, they only banded hens. Oh, they oh, only hens. banded hens. The MDC only let them band hens. That's right. But they I did. know what I'm shooting more. Of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was about to say, I yeah. know, right? <laughs> kind of put a target on them. But they did. Uh, so they got like a, a little waterfowl backpack. You know, it's super small, and it's got a uh, uh, solar solar power, panel on it. Solar yeah. panel. Yeah. You know, flying around, look like something out of uh, Avengers or something. You yeah. Know? It's an Avengers. <laughs> was there duck. was there any reason? Did they say yeah. why hens? Uh, well, I, I think because everybody shoots Drake. Everybody shoots Drake. That's what I was Immediately thinking. Immediately, so they want to get yeah. more. They want to yeah. get more um, data. Data. <laughs> Make yeah. sure and film that and show them actually clamping these hens and letting you know let yeah. them go. So they're like, hey, uh-huh. don't always shoot the hen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that makes sense the if they're green. putting backpacks on them. Yeah, so just it, do the hens. Yeah, and they don't want to. You know, you're trying to get as much data as you can. So if you band all Drakes, the chances go up. Yeah, that yeah. does. And yeah. then they did. Uh, they inserted some too, so some with the backpacks, and then what, what some, is the backpack? What is that? It's yes. a GPS transmitter. Uh-huh. It'll send uh-huh. a signal, and then they're able to track the migration. Like pattern. twice a that. twice a day, when Very they cool. pass by a cell tower, it just dumps all the data. You know, it sends a signal, and then uh, he said there's a website, so you can yeah. go to it and like see what this duck's been I mean, doing. That's like that's, uh, like that's like the banded uh, uh-huh. deal just advanced, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's, that's just yeah. A, a yeah, we say backpack and that's what that's the, the yeah. nickname for them because cool. they're, they're but, on their, their yeah. back and they look just like a little backpack. Well, now, what what do you do with it when you shoot them? Yeah. Keep it? You well, actually, it they're going to have a leg band at the same time Yeah, and that has the phone call, the phone number that you call. Because you got to give the backpack back. <laughs> the backpack, I think, goes back, I mean, probably even if it's destroyed. And if you wanted to mount the bird, which I think a lot of people would. Some people do. They send 
yeah. you a replica backpack. Yeah. Like a shell and like no guts that you can mount right. with it on it because it's a it's so like, cool. It's like a banded bird, but it's yeah. even it's the next step. It's yeah. the you know transmitter bird. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah, then and then that. beyond that, they did the uh, they had to have a specialized uh, vet vet doctor on scene, and they put hens to sleep, and the little over the little duck beak. You yeah, know, gave him some gas. Gave him some gas, you know, <laughs> and they're asleep on a table, and they inserted. A transmitter with a little antenna sticking out the back of its wing. Yep. And it had like a uh, a leveling device in there, so they could tell when the bird was yeah butt up feeding or flying or whatever. So it could you know wow, kind of tell like that's feeding advanced. stages. Yeah, that's, and I'm like, there. oh my gosh! You showed me you. pictures of it laying on the table. Well, like, you, you, had, you had to wild. imagine it would it would only be a matter of time. You know, you move away something sure. other than the banded deal. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. So not yeah. that they're moving away from that, but it's neat. That like he said, in in the waterfowl world, the band is like putting a your mount of your white tail yeah. on the wall. Yeah, you know, everybody's yeah. got their bands. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. so uh, some agencies might not be able to afford the GPS well, units. Yeah, and well. they don't. They're yeah. band. They're not banding. Well, they're banning geese, but not doing electronic stuff on geese. Right. But they banned a lot of geese and bigger backpacks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for real. But well, geese, probably be the same size. Geese might sit around in the neighborhood pond for a while and not give you much data. Right, they don't. Yeah, but they're, they're doing transmitting on speckle bellies and mallards. Yeah, because he said nowadays, like Canada's, some of them are year round. They just they don't ever leave where yeah. they're at. Mm. Well, every know. every Canada band I have is from South Dakota. So it's not very not yeah, very far like, at all. Didn't even go that far, really. Yeah, every Canada band I had, I think, was banded within twenty miles of where I was at. <laughs> <laughs> like, shooting all the you're watching birds. them out there in July, going. Were you mm. right across the lake? releasing those birds. Spotting scope. We're up north, you know, by by your your relatives, Josh, and mm-hmm. and we're shooting birds banded in the same area, the same same lakes and stuff. And then it's it's Smithville. Yeah, if you ever, you know. That happens a lot of early goose. You'll hunt early goose season at Smithville Lake up here, and you shoot a lot of bands because they were banded, you know, three four months ago. Well, they knew right. there was going to be casualties. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got the hardware. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. On yeah. your waterfowl side, do you? So you, because I you sent me pictures of the blind. So you guys got your blind by your yes. pond. Um, what other waterfowl? type hunting snares have you done like uh boat blinds ever have you done layout blinds no we have man we have not we do we have a little three-man blind that uh our good buddy mark addington um had at his house he's got he's got a a nice uh uh, duck property down in butler missouri and um, so we go down and hunt with him uh, down there when we can and he's always been great taking jace and and uh you know they roost a lot of birds and and uh, so always have great hunts with him and and uh you know, he's another one that's kind of helped me get get a little more involved in yeah. the, in the uh, waterfowl. I usually go to Mark for any of my questions, uh-huh. or, or and I have a lot of them. So, uh, but that's his blind, and he let us uh, throw it out there below the house, and and so that's the only blind. Other than um, yeah. you know, when we go last year, we went up to uh, Mound City and and hunted snow geese. Oh yeah, uh, with some some buddies of ours, um, Chris Thompson, Tyler Durr, uh, Craig Sinclair, all those guys um, have. Gosh, I just started hunting with those guys in 2016, and and went up. There was Zombo and and uh, man, I've just uh, become friends with those guys over the years, and yeah. so we try to go up and try to get up this year, but uh, you know, 
Disney trip and, and Super Bowl kind of, yeah. you know, it made it tough. Let's so take I'll probably Super hear Bowl about that victories, from those guys. But, yeah, you know, know, for the time being, let's just keep that cycle going. I yeah. mean, they're, they're a tough crowd. You you know, they, they, we give each other a hard time. Up. So um, I, I'll expect, you know, Craig or, or uh, Tyler or somebody saying something. Yeah. But Appreciate uh, you backing we, out. We do love going up there and hunting with them. And when we do hunt, obviously it's lay down blinds. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, what a spectacle that is, you yeah, know, to, right. go, to go hunt and right. uh, snow geese up there. And, yeah. I mean, that's like uh, – which that that's another hunt that I'm excited to take my son on because, you know, he's such a bird fanatic. You know, it's one of those deals. I might, I might just sit back and have a sandwich and just watch, <laughs> you know, the hundreds uh-huh. of thousands of birds. Uh, you know, even if you don't shoot, just, just watching him enjoy oh, it will be yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really just that three-man blind. Yeah, my buddy's uh, place, you know, he's got a, a – uh, you know, pit blind. Yeah. So, yep. um, hunted out of all of them, but personally, mm-hmm. you know, still kind of scratching the surface there on, yeah. on uh, the ways. And I'm hunt, always so. asking questions. Hey, when in doubt, ask questions. You'd think, right? uh, you know, 10 years as a manager of the hunting department at Roger Sporting Goods, uh, I, I still learn every month. Yeah. I still got questions. <laughs> so, uh, we're always learning something always new learning. or something yeah. different or, uh, Rule changes. Check your uh, local game, game fish, fish uh, <laughs> code books. Uh, um, and so, if you have time, read that thick one. <laughs> yeah. So on, on bow hunting whitetails, and do you hunt okay out of a redneck? But do you hunt out of any saddles or climbers or you know, hang on? This is the first year that I've really hunted out of out of the redneck um, and didn't hunt a ton out of it. I really primarily hunted out of that just to hunt with my son. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, but I've always um, never climbers, not so much. Uh, typically, where we're at in Kansas, trees aren't aren't real favorable for okay, uh, so. climbers. Mm-hmm. So um, the lone wolf, um, hunted out of those. The uh, uh, hawk tree stands, love yeah. those. Um, got three or four of those. Bought every one of those from Rogers, by the oh, way. Yeah. So uh, there you go. But uh, – yeah, I mean, pretty much bow stands. That's kind of yeah. my favorite. Um, never, never hunted the saddles, um, and you know, really just haven't really hunted much ladder stand wise. Just yeah. mostly because of you know where you're putting them. You mm-hmm. know, whether it's a pinch point or something. Most of the time, I like I like going without the ladder and um, you know just strapping the tree and kind of making it as minimal as possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. get up there. So, yep. you know, I got the saddle last year, Chandler, mm-hmm. and I I just didn't get time to use it last year, so I'm. I gotta oh, try to break it out. You still gotta break man. that out. So, yeah. but when Give you come try. when you come in next, we've got some uh, uh, try on ones. I'm gonna have you swing around on one of those. That <laughs> it's wild. The first time oh, I, I, I sat yeah. down in that thing and just, I mean, I I thought I knew what I was doing. I flung around and <laughs> knocked over stuff. And uh, now I've got the hang of it. But uh, I'm excited to break that out just because you're so. Uh, I mean, you can go anywhere. You're, yeah, you're still, you're still a bit, you know, you're you broken be, up, and then and you have a lot more. You become shooting one lane. with the tree. Yeah, it seems like if you're a climber guy, yeah. the the saddle would be more of a, um, you know, a stand that you would uh, feel more comfortable yeah, transitioning to, right? I mean, yeah, um, and the downfall of, because um, people ask, why would I, why would I pay for this? Because a whole setup. Because you can't just get a saddle. You're going to need sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, a little platform or something. You're going to need a little platform. And sometimes the cost of those three can be a couple hundred dollars more than <clears> just, hang a, on. just a climber. Yeah. Or a climber, yeah. Um, the problem is if you're public hunting, which a lot of guys use yeah. a climber for, you have to find the right tree. 
and you can't go sawing off <laughs> the, the branches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no branches. Well, you're not supposed to saw off the branches. Yeah. The MDC walks out there, and you're out there with a handsaw just yeah. chopping yeah, but, down his yeah. trees. Yeah. Uh, where a saddle, you go around them, yeah. you know, so it don't matter. And you can be exactly where you want. Yeah. Um, so there's some benefits to it. And, and I can see areas where, you, you know, you wouldn't want to use it. And I still do permit. Like on your own place. You know, I can see you doing permanent ones more because yeah, you're gonna leave them there. And yeah, you leave them there. Go back and put them where you times, want. But yeah, public land. That's a great point. You yeah, because um, moving around and yeah, moving around and stuff. So, but you're definitely passing on the tradition to the to the boy. Yeah, so I'm, trying, I'm doing my best. Maybe the girl will get there. Uh, yeah, hey, she's she, she's hunted with me younger, a couple times so. too. She's uh, you know, surprisingly, she does better sitting in the redneck than he does. Okay, she's got a better uh, attention, you know, uh, uh, and uh, you know, she yeah. Typically, as long as you bring some snacks, she's good to go. And uh, but, as long you know, as you bring but, hey, snacks, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. Hey, I'm not forcing her. I'm letting her <laughs> decide. And if she she wants to come with dad and hunt, I'm all for it. So, again, um, you know, just the fact of getting them outside and, mm-hmm. and uh, introduced uh, to the outdoors. I mean, that's what's most important. Yeah, I'm a I'm a snack main. Mountain Dew too. Mountain Dew. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. Snacks. Hey, there's nothing worse than being hungry in a deer stand. And we joke. Because you don't want to go, but you want to go, right? Yeah. I mean, you're like, ah. We've said this multiple times. You bring snacks for the day, mine are gone by 10. I don't even <laughs> you, make it to lunch. You know, I, I adopted something. I, I stole it from uh, Mike Hunsucker with Harlan. Um, I saw him. You know, they do such a great job with their content, putting uh-huh. you know things out there. And, and um, you know, when, from the conservation side of things to their hunts. And, you know, I was a fan of their show um, and brand even before I came to Kansas City. So pretty cool to meet those guys and, and kind of follow them even, you know, years later up here and, and being a resident now of, of, of Kansas City. And um, But, you know, I saw Michael. He, uh, he used a, a Yeti cup to keep his breakfast burrito warm. And I literally do that okay. every time yeah. I hunt now. I mean, every time. Because oh like, there, there is nothing better than having a hot breakfast burrito at about uh-huh. 9.30. Oh, man. Get one it's, of them man. Yeti, Yeti Slim can holes, uh, coasters. Something. Yeah, we, we need depending a on the size tumbler. of the burrito. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It fits yeah. on your burrito. Yeah. We need yeah. one we the get... size of a slice of Casey's pizza. And then we'll be talking. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, see, a waterfowl guy. You're probably yeah, all about that Casey's pizza. Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, there is nothing better than sending somebody into town pick up a couple... Yeah, boxes of pizza. Well, we talked. I've tried uh, uh, door dashing food out to the lake, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, we can't do that, sir." And hey, I'm like, "I'll meet you at the boat ramp." <laughs> and my waiters, hey, don't think I'm against folding that pizza up and just slide no, it in there. We'll if it's gonna be it hot out. for me. Uh, yeah, I'll take uh, it. It's better than being hungry. Oh, uh, them cold mornings too, and you're just like, oh, I want something warm. Oh man, I know. Coffee, you, coffee can be dangerous. You pull out That's a fudge round good, when it's 17 degrees out, and just a chocolate brick. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's Put your not pop tarts on the buddy heater. Uh, yeah. Your candy bar I mean, turns into a popsicle. Using that, using that Yeti or that thermos for coffee is another one of my favorites. Uh-huh. But that's kind of a roll of the dice kind of deal, you know. Uh-huh. Like you, you could you could make things worse getting out of the stand before you're ready um, uh-huh. by doing that. So kind of yeah. that yeah. one that one's a, a roll of the dice, I'll yeah. say. But yeah. hot coffee in the stand is another great one. Yeah. What's your uh, obviously you've hunting now just about everything at least in this area um and did the deep sea fishing too um what's your go-to is it whitetail is that like your favorite species you know if you ask me in the fall i'd say whitetail with a bow if you ask me in the spring i'd probably say turkey but i I think whitetail wins i mean i think that's just the 
everything that goes into it, um, you know, from the from the prep off season through the summer, you know, all the phases of it leading up to that moment when you actually get to go put some time and, and hunt and, you know, try to uh, up your chances. But, you know, that's really what you're doing at the end of the day. And, and uh, just that chase, you know, and especially, you know, today's, today's day and age, you know, a lot of guys will hunt a target buck. And that's been a lot of fun to get to do that, you know, have that one deer that you're chasing and, you know, pass on some younger deer, but but have that one buck that that uh, you know you have history with, a story mm-hmm. with. I mean that uh, you know the ups and downs, you know the triumph, the heartbreak. I mean the whole thing yeah. tied in is just what makes it so much fun. And so definitely whitetail with a bow. Gets do you put out trail cams? I do, man. I yeah. Oh yeah, cell cams. You have everything. your boys start naming the the well, deer you're, you're after when you're when you're at work or or you're uh, you know. <laughs> in Seattle or Miami uh-huh. and you know unfortunately I can I can sort of stay connected through my my uh, cell cams you uh-huh. know and and uh, look back and, and see what's going on now that that causes a little heartbreak sometimes as well yeah. you know you see your target buck in front of your stand at 915 and mm. it's like oh you know yeah. but then again when you only have a few times during the week to hunt you know that that's uh yeah. you're playing the odds so yeah yeah do you have a I'm putting you on the spot here, but oh, no. like a Go hunting story, um, and you probably have a few of them. Like, what's a one of your favorite hunting stories, or a fond hunt you did, or a memory that you have, you know, either now or when you were a kid, or um, you know, what's a what's a story that you're fond of, or, oh, or that was crazy, or. Uh, well, it could be a wild hunting. Well, story the guys that know me, you know? they'd probably say I have way too many stories, yeah. and you don't have enough time. Uh-huh. But uh, that's okay. Yeah, no, it's uh, man, I don't, I don't, not one really. There's sticks, a lot. Yeah, out, but, I'm trying to think uh, of uh, try some to narrow that it down. I've had that are pretty wild, um, or a fun one that sticks out to me. That uh, I tell you, the ones that stick out to me is uh, when the wife. Uh, me and her started going a bunch when we first met and uh, taking her out and having her get, like, her first buck or whatever. Oh, man, I got a story uh, there on that But one. those yeah. are, like, right? I've had some before. I've had the the experience and the luck of doing it and, you know, or whatever. And so to see her reaction uh, when we went out it was, yeah. like, game changer, Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, we've had – those are probably my favorite hunts is actually when we get to sit together and hunt. But uh, well, well, my wife does not – she does not hunt. She did not grow up hunting. Um, so we're dating at the time, and we're down at my family's place, family's farm in, in southern Oklahoma and Marietta. And um, it was time for me. She knew I was going to go hunt, you know, so it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to hang with the family. You're going to go stand and – and, uh, well, my family, you know, they, we all like to give each other a hard time. So they start, I said, well, you know, they said, well, Emily, you, you ought to, you ought to go hunt with James, you know, and I'm not totally opposed to it, but I'm like, well, you don't have boots. You don't have, I mean, it's cold, spitting sleet. Like, why would you want to go out in this, you know? And well, of course they start volunteering their boots, <laughs> their, <items. laughs> their coveralls, everything. And they're just smiling from ear to ear uh-huh. as they're doing this. So she does, she ends up hunting with me. It was the first time we'd ever hunted together. And, um, she was walking in front of me, a solid seven yards in front of me, and I could literally smell perfume walking behind her. And I'm thinking, like, <laughs> we're not going to see oh a single gosh. deer. Um, and then 
I, I told her, I said, I tried to tell her it's going to be really cold. Like, you're not going to, I know you got all these boots and, you know, boots and clothes and everything on, but you're not going to, you're not going to make it out here. It's going to get real cold. Well, I said, I gave her 30 minutes at minute 28. She said, I'm really cold. I kind of want to go to the house. And I said, okay. And so I said, do you know which way the house is? <laughs> and, uh, and she said, yeah, down that trail, you know, around the corner and, and follow it to the house. I said, okay. And she did. She got down and she walked back to the house and I kept hunting. I'll be back later. So again, boy. we're, uh, we've been married since 2015 happily. So, yeah. um, you know, that, uh, that worked sure. out well. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, great, great story. And I think that was the beginning and the end of our hunting together, to be uh-huh. honest with you. So I've got the kids. So now the kids are starting to go with me. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, that's if she stuff. if she wanted to continue hunting with me, be totally fine with it. Right. But I'm like, hey, well, so you got the redneck now. We do have the redneck, put which, which kind of family. I could see a family hunt happening. Have her get up in there, you know. If it's big, heater maybe would, while yeah, the kids are young, they don't take up a lot of room. We can get four of you up in there and do a little Winchester uh, family outing. Man, we might have to have a lot of snacks and, and uh, just <laughs> go ahead and hope that no deer is within 60 yards because yeah. they will definitely be the gone. But biggest uh, deer I took was in a ground blind, and we had four of us in there. Nice. And, uh, and the little girls got her books. We brought a rug out, you know, because there's no floor in the ground blind, you know. Uh, you know, so she didn't see any of the hunt or nature. She was laying down the whole time, but, uh, it was an experience. Hey, yeah. She was there. You're trying the to keep of four yeah. of you quiet. Oh, mm. You're like, you ought to do a dove hunt. Yeah. You know, we've been, yeah, we, we've been, um, I've been talking up dove hunting to my son and I, I started showing him some of the, some of the Argentina, uh, dove hunting oh, videos. And, oh oh yeah. man. Yeah. So now he's, he's kind of getting in, involved in that one too. And kind of, kind of lobbying. Like, I'm like, bud, we're I'm not taking you to Argentina right now at five, but maybe one of these days we could go do that. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's an easy one. And we have over the past few years, we would, uh, we've gone and sat on a bucket and done the dove thing, even though sometimes, you know, don't really kill a whole lot, but he, he liked it. He enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It was more action. You could move around. Was he the bird dog? He was definitely the bird dog. <laughs> yeah, I go. definitely sent him to get the birds, and he did a good job. He did. He it's ran a good out and precursor got him. to the season. Yeah. It is the season. I mean, no, I mean that just kind of starts it off, you know, get you rolling. I love dove hunting. Oh, yeah. Did you ever put in for the mule deer stuff or the elk stuff in Kansas? I haven't, no, not no. yet. Right, once you move over to that state line, I mean, um, I think there's some mule. I don't know if you have to draw for the mule deer tag or if you if you have to put in points for that elk out in that, uh, out west Kansas. Yeah. Uh, there's Fort Riley. Yeah, Fort Riley. That's the, I think the only thing for elk. That's a out draw. There. That's a draw. I don't know how many, how many, how many You years. can buy. I, I believe you can buy an over the counter elk tag. You just can't be on Fort Riley. Gotcha. I believe. Check with your local game and fish. Yeah. But I just knew there's some other big game out there in, in but, Kansas yeah. you have access to. I think. Deer tag is any deer. I have to look at that, but I know. I mean, Aaron uh, used to work here. He was he went, moved over to the Kansas from Missouri to strictly get some mule deer tags and stuff like that. So and the you know Kansas whitetail tags as well. Yeah, that that was. Um, I wouldn't say that's the number one uh, reason why we settled in Kansas, but it was up there on my list. Yeah, I wanted to be a resident of Kansas because I've always dreamed about hunting Kansas and mm-hmm. and uh, you know I was pretty excited too. Um, eventually try to go, uh, you know, hunt mule deer mm-hmm. in Western Kansas. And then I found out that, um, you get one buck. Oh, that's mm-hmm. whitetail or mule deer. And then I'm like, 
not so excited anymore because yeah. then I'd have to like give up my whitetail. You know, so it's kind of a conflicting. You know, if it lines up one of these days, I'd love to. But yeah, um, I guess there's I, there's a lot on my list, but I might have to go to another state just yeah. so I can keep that. Uh, you know, that whitetail tag, buck tag. You know, you bring up elk. That's one thing, especially bow hunters that have ever had the opportunity to go elk hunting and take an elk. Over ninety percent of them, I feel like, would always say that's their favorite species now to hunt. Ever. Yeah. There's something about an elk during the rut screaming in your face. Yeah. Uh, and just the country you're in, and, and they say it's like hands down. That's the. I mean, I went elk hunting, but it was with a rifle, mm-hmm. and and which was awesome. Um, but yeah, I could only imagine. It's like, like like take spring turkey yeah. bow hunting. And that turkey coming in, and it's a running gun style, but now magnify it. Usually, running gun with a bow. Yeah, that would be a blast. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd have to go. It's it's on my list. A little bit of shape for that. Just a, uh, it's a post football list. So yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a that's a rough one. That's right in the opening of the season, September, early September. Yeah, Yeah. but I think uh, you know, experiencing uh, the mountains experiencing the bugles in the mountains, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you know, you take a step further and getting to uh, pursue. A uh, a bull elk with a bow, oh man, that that would be incredible. I don't, I don't think I can grasp yeah. how awesome that would be. But everyone that's gone that I know, I mean, they speak very highly of it, and they kind of continue to go back or try to draw on those states for yeah. that reason, obviously. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. So so future plans, which you you said earlier, we at least got you through this upcoming season. Okay. Yep, got and one then, more year on contract. All right. Yeah. Well, let's just we'll uh, we could do like uh, uh, they do the Heisman campaigns in college. We'll do a uh, Winchester campaign to <laughs> perfect. Make sure hey, I'll, I'll take it. I'll I will take up, it. Call up Brett Veach. Be like, listen. <laughs> all right, this is the dude. So <laughs> let's let's keep him going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, I'd be on board. And then you probably what else? What else? What what you got in the future? What's the plans? All you got hunts coming up? You're doing Kentucky. Yeah, um, some turkey hunts. A lot of family yeah. time. Yeah. Um, need to get more uh, more work done behind the house, honestly. But the wind and the rain are really bothering. Yeah. Really making those plans tough. Um, you know, and the time to uh, time that I really should have done that was about the time we were playing in the Super Bowl. So kind of uh-huh. conflicting mm-hmm. there, and then. Yeah. You know, March so far has been extremely windy and extremely wet, so um, tough to get some of those projects done. But, yeah. um, you know, I think it's going to green up pretty quick, honestly, Yeah, and uh, which is, you know, exciting because, you know, you, you get that spring feel, yeah. you know. You, you start imagining, uh, you know, hearing uh, turkeys gobble, and, and that start, that's exciting. So I need to get out and start shooting my bow. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, hanging with the family, and then obviously, uh, you know, already back to training. So When's that? hit off again we, we report we report back to otas um around uh april 17th ish um, really so yeah i mean gotcha. you know that's the uh that is a downside to winning yeah. a world championship is you don't have a very long offseason yeah. but at the same time you know when you're uh you know professional and you do what we do yeah it's uh it's kind of you know unless you have something physical going on that you need some time away or yeah have to have something done or fixed. It's uh, it's nice to kind of get back into it right. once you're uh, once you're giving your body a little bit of rest and, and yeah, uh, you know you, you just love the process. You know yeah. you love getting back to work and training. And is there some downtime in the summer? 
We Besides. do. Um, there's about we get out. Uh, so we have the last two weeks of June off, and then okay. about three and a half weeks of July. Okay. So, but you know, unless you're going to the lake that time of year, it's pretty miserable and and right. hot and humid this this mm-hmm. time of year. You know. Yeah. You can maybe take a make an escape yeah. up to the mountains or Colorado somewhere sure. and enjoy the humidity humidity being less than eighty yeah. percent, but. Um, you know, other than that, um, you know, off seasons yeah. are fun. I mean, we got a big family, so sure. Uh, we we try to get down to Oklahoma and, and see uh, yeah. see my mom and sisters and grandparents mm-hmm. and, and uh, family friends and everybody back home. But and I do that. Well, well, one last thing for me, I want to know how from your junior year to your senior year at OU, you shrunk. <laughs> they have you listed at six no four your sophomore and junior year. And then your senior year, you became 6'3". Uh, so you must have got yeah. a new uh, uh, measuring guy in there. Well, I, I think how that happened is, you know, when you're when you're younger and you're being scouted, you know, whether it's your hand, your height, <laughs> your weight, you always kind of err on the side of heavier, taller. Yeah. Um, so barefoot, I am like 6'3 three and 3 quarters-ish. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's a lot better to just say six four. Yeah, I you know? get it. So like when when anybody asks, I mean in high school they're not measuring you. So in high school, you know, how tall? Yeah. Six four. Six four. You know how much do you weigh? Uh, you know if you're 170, you're like hey, 180, yeah, 185. You know like hey, you want that little that little yeah. niche and you know to then be you get to the combine. Then you, you get, get the get combine. They everything. Your hands, your shoulders, your I mean oh you know gosh. your wingspan um, and your height. You know and I mean there's no tippy toe in that one. You got a guy holding those feet down, <laughs> making sure they get I mean down to the yeah they're gonna. They're gonna get your true uh, absolutely. So yes, that, that could probably be size. why yeah. uh-huh. why I shrunk a little bit. But. Trying to expose you. That's yeah. crazy. Well, it didn't work. So no. Yeah. Look where Jokes he is now. Two time champ. <laughs> Take that. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. That's good stuff. Chandler, you got any final thoughts for this this cat here? No. Enjoy this it. is awesome, man. This yeah. is yeah. It's just. I was waiting and waiting. I'm like, hey, keep on winning, buddy. We'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll do this after we we'll uh, talk, and then you know, and then you you go through the playoffs, and then it's like, all right, Super Bowl, you yeah. know. And there's that two week period, you know. And it's got to be such an agonizing two yeah, weeks. Yeah. Well, you hear that, you know, more more often. You know, you hear like, hey, just you know, you'll win it all, and then we'll do it after that, you know. And that's right. always the goal. And then, well, sure, you go and do it, you know. And then it's uh, it's it's surreal, you know, yeah, very you surreal. Got, You're like, you know, we did and it. It's like, you well, know? now we got a parade. So we got to wait till after that, you know what I mean? Gotta, <laughs> I mean, you got to enjoy the fun. You it's know, a scheduling it. nightmare. Oh my gosh, it, I, I can tell imagine. You what. I can imagine. Yeah. So now it's been fun. And, yeah, it was and, a great uh, season. I loved watching it. Yeah, thank you. Of it. Yeah, some really fun yeah, games to doubt. watch. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's just like a. Uh, I find myself watching the highlights. You know, yeah. going back and kind of like we oh, talked yeah. on earlier. You know, I don't, I don't see all of them, but you know, seeing some of these top ten plays of the season and, and things like yeah. that. I mean, man, you're just so proud of your teammates. You know, like yeah. proud to be a part of it. Proud of your coaches. Proud of. I mean, it's just such a. I mean, these dudes. You know, the performance in those games, uh, whether it was the throughout the season or AFC Championship or Super Bowl. I mean, guys, guys just stepped up. And, so let me. I, I do. I do have a, a really, and this is a serious question. Because Andy Reid is a offensive guru, and he's probably in his cave right now drawing up plays. No doubt. Wide receiver, turn long snapper, let's get you a touchdown play in a game. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the tough part about it. Are you going in there I, promoting I was, yourself? Well, you know, I was excited uh, about the, uh, you know, the, the potential of something like that happening, um, you know. And then I learned the rules a little better. That's what I was, I was learning about the rules. The rules really kind of put a damper to, like, me doing anything. Uh, uh, Dontari Poe can get a touchdown. Well, the thing is, there it's even tighter because as a, as a long snapper on a punt team, you have to be the – the guy on the end of the line of scrimmage, and then the receivers outside of you have to be off the ball. So as soon as they do that, there's a referee that points at me and says, he's eligible, and then the entire defense screams, he's eligible, he's eligible. So like that pretty much puts my chances of oh, having a cover fake. You. Like, they won't <laughs> even know. <laughs> yeah, so – and then the same thing on an extra point, you know, a, 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 a you know, field goal try or extra point, you know, that that's a, a alignment deal where yeah. I'm covered up, I can't be eligible. So it's tough. But I think um, we could figure something out. You know, the, the first conversation that I had, and it was a very short conversation with Coach Reed when I signed in Kansas City in 2015, uh, you know, I'm making the rounds, signing, and then going from position coach to – uh, to GM and then Dorsey down to Coach Reed and and uh, my first uh, my first experience with Coach Reed he walks up and puts his hand out I shake his hand and he says uh, can you play tight end and I'm like I'm like Andy Reed's asking me if I can play tight end you know like I'm not gonna say no well, you know I, I played wide out so I give him like the most honest answer I can I'm mm-hmm. like I'm like Coach I I can I can play if you split me out more comfortable with that you know maybe don't have as much experience blocking and he's just shaking my hand nodding and that was it and so I'm thinking like man he's gonna throw me in there at tight end he never did so, mm. <laughs> but but I, I thought about jumping in and, and uh, running some tight end and then I soon found out watching those guys just how elite they are you know yeah. I thought you know I feel like I'm a pretty good pretty good athlete um, but not having it is so elite at that level to what those guys do you know even as a tight end their, their yeah. body size or skill set Everything, and then not only that, but what they do every single day in their preparation. You know, everybody says like, "Oh, I could catch that pass on game day," but like, watch those guys practice. Yeah, and then you realize like, okay, I'm eh. I'm not. I'm Travis not. be putting on a clinic that, out there. That's when I said, I think I'm just gonna snap. <laughs> I'm just gonna snap. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I'm do well do at that, at. so we'll just let's, appreciate let's it. hit that work too. Yeah, let's. Uh, we'll keep you going. We can keep you around for a while. That's, so. that's the plan. That's awesome. And uh, you have to keep me updated, obviously. I'm sure you can come say hi at the store. No doubt. I'll, I'll be in. We'll talk about spring turkey coming <clears throat> up. And, Hell, yeah. And, I'm getting uh, excited already. Yeah. I know. Fired it's up. It's right around the corner. So oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. So Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, well, I appreciate you but, guys having me yeah, on. And it was a lot of fun. Hopefully uh, make it back safe. Hopefully I get you home in time for dinner. So I'll be. Yeah, I'll make it there All right, a couple good. hours later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate it again. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.